Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Stuck some more high school basketball tournament action. The girls are further along than the guys. Guys really in the first round moving now into the second round. And one of those teams that got a first round win in the sectional uh, was Central Catholic as they beat Tusla 78-33. to Matt Kramer, the head coach at Central, joins us now on the Kenny and JT Show. Coach, thanks for making time for us. Congratulations on the win. Thanks, Kenny. I appreciate you guys even talking hoops right now. Hey, we man. love hoops this time of year. We do. You kidding me? In fact, if it weren't for Trucker Lyndon Smith, I would I would want to talk to you more than anyone else in the Central Catholic Nation. Especially when you get to tinkle the infield or whatever you're That's doing. That's right. right. Sprinkle the infield. And I like tinkle better. Yeah, we'll do that too. You know, don't yeah. make me turn you into Bobby Vero there, kid. Okay. All right. All right. No, I'm not afraid. That happened. Oh, that. That's great. Uh, that we're going to call it Tinkle the Infield from now on, just in honor of hey, Coach. Uh, we right are there. in our 60s. <laughs> yeah, we, we're, we're, we're all, we're all uh, 60 years and plus. We're having a good time. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna, we're going to get a urologist to sponsor this show, Coach. What do you think? <laughs> hey, I think we should drink a lot and then produce for that, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Sounds great. Uh, coach, a big win, 78-33 over Tusla. Some coaches like to buy. Other coaches like to play, even if they know their opponent is one they should beat. So give me your thoughts on, on selecting that game as opposed to a buy, and then obviously uh, you dominated. You had to be happy. Yeah, Kenny, I, I'll be honest with you, to you and JT. I very seldom like a buy. Uh, okay. You know, you're still waiting around. You, you go week to week. You end your season at Tuesday, Friday, Tuesday, Friday. So let's keep going Tuesday, Friday. And that's what we did. Um, I, I'm not one to take a bye all the time. Over my years, even I was at Maslin, I like to play and keep playing, keep guys on a string, get them going. And we've had success doing that here at Central. Our kids seem to, you know, rally for that. And I don't just this time of the year, you're, you're into your 62nd, 63rd practice. You've got your 20-some games in, and why, why uh, elongate that practice time, keep the guys fresh and keep them playing? Coach, let's talk about the kids there for a second because we had Coach McBride on earlier. We were talking about a lot of injuries they had throughout the course of the season. You guys end up 14-7 and seven regular season. Did, did you do it healthy the entire year? No, it, bits and places we were not healthy. I mean, we've had guys uh, – like every team they go through, they get a little flu bug here and there. But um, we just happened to get that uh, before we went to Ottawa Glandorf and played. You know, I kind of set up the calendar, play some good teams, the Division One type teams, and then tough teams in Division Three, just to challenge our kids because we're an independent. And so when we did that, you know, I put the calendar together, and it's made us better. But we've had just like every team, you get a guy with a turned ankle. We we did lose Dylan Minnie, our sophomore point guard. Uh, right before the Ottawa Glandorf game, right at the beginning of the season, he had ankle surgery, and he's out all year. So we're back to the drawing board, you know, five games in and just try to keep working. So we did lose some opportunities that I think if he'd have played, he might have made a difference in a couple losses. But we can't complain. Our kids have battled, and uh, they're ready to go. 
Coach, when you're an independent, there's no conference championship to play for, so you don't even have to worry about that. You can just put together a gauntlet of a schedule, and Trucker does that in football. You do it uh, in basketball. Do you see it paying dividends year in and year out when the tournament rolls around for you guys? Yeah, I think sometimes that's correct, Kenny, because the game's a little bit quicker for uh, larger schools. I mean, you know, we went over and played Boardman a few Saturdays back, and we went to Boardman, and we went to Warren Hardy at the beginning of the year. We played Fitch. You know, we went to Ottawa Glandorf, which is kind of crazy. Let's go play anytime, anyplace, anywhere. But um, that's what that's what I think really helps our team over the years. It helps us. We're battle-tested tough, all those little coach sayings. But I believe if you want to get better, you got to play really good teams. And a lot of that because we're a Division three school. Uh, we're playing those eight or nine Division one schools. We played Glen Oak tough. Uh, we played Maslin tough. We beat Perry. Uh, but, you know, I really believe in that, and I have the luxury to do that because right. i got to make a schedule of 22 opponents. Happy to have with us Matt Kramer, 11th-year head coach, Central Catholic. Uh, they win their first tournament game, beat Tuslaw 78-33. Coach, uh, I was looking at some statistics. Luke Vlakovsky is your leading scorer. I think he's your only returning starter from last year, if uh, memory serves me correct, averaging just under 20 points a game. Uh, share a little bit with our listeners uh, what makes him your leader, your go-to guy, your leading scorer. Well, you're correct. He's our only uh, returning starter from last year's uh, regional team, and he just works hard. I mean, he's a great shooter, but his game is so complete. He has to handle the ball now that the, the sophomore point guard had left. He becomes, and he, and he sacrifices scoring for that to become the distributor up top until he can move the ball around. But such a great shooter, works hard. I mean, if I told you and JT how many mornings he was in this gym at six thirty, quarter to seven before school starts shooting, uh, it would wear you out because he does that. And That's his younger awesome. brother Lance mm-hmm. does the same thing with him. He's been really good for us this year, and they've worked hard. And, and all summer long, when we go to team camps and everything. He's the first one here, last one to leave, and that kind of works out for that type of player. I mean, your best player is is the guy that's always here, and uh, he's done a great job. And I got to admit, Gavin Lehman, our only senior starter right now, has really come on through the year. He was our sixth or seventh man last year, came off. He's a great one-on-one defender. He can really shoot the ball deep, too, and he gets going. Uh, he led us uh, the other night against uh, Tuslaw. He had 16 points. But they seem to feed off each other. But everything kind of revolves around Luke's attitude, Luke's leadership, his ability. So we're happy for that because he's just such a great kid. Coach, I'm looking at that schedule you keep alluding to. And you mentioned the fact that the regional last year, and there's got to be some kind of, in my opinion, an aha moment with this team this year to make you realize that you're really comfortable with this squad right now. Was there some moment in time during this season where you said, hey, I can win with this group? Well, I think coming in, we, we talked a little bit about it, that last year was over. And, you know, people people have to understand, you, you lose four. We lost we lost seven seniors last year. This year we only have two right now. Okay. So we lost a lot of guys and, and, you know, really good players and Ethan Reagan and Jack Talkington and, and uh, Dylan Rouse and those guys and DeMonte DeGraff and Reed. These guys, they play. Let me just tell you a moment that the aha moment for last year that really, I think, it came along, and this group seems to have some of that. We're playing in the district final against Norway, and it's pretty much a home crowd for Norway over at Worcester. 
They're the largest Division three school in the state. They missed Division two by one or two boys, and we were the smallest Division three school. We missed D4 by two boys. And I have a great scout report. <laughs> we come out, and we're getting our butts kicked. It's 12 to 2, and Braden West is making a ton of threes. And we scouted him, and we knew he was a good shooter, but he hadn't made any threes for like three games. <laughs> so I call a timeout, and I think they came off the floor, and they thought, God, Coach C is going to rip into us like crazy. And I go, hey, guys, I was wrong on scout report. Throw that damn thing away. <laughs> and I started laughing, and they started laughing, too. And I said, all right, go out here and do this. We come out of that huddle. We hit a three. The kid hits another three, and that was his last three. We just kind of teed him up and got yes. after it. But I think I relaxed them. This yeah. group, and I've, I've had a tough time at times because I built walls up for me as a, as a coach. When I coached my own sons, I always defended the fact that I didn't compliment them in front of everybody because I didn't want the team to think I was just showing favoritism to them. And so I've talked to these guys about that. I'm on their butt constantly. And I said, but I'm, the walls are starting to tear down a little bit. I'm coming a little bit more complimentary because my assistant coaches have done a great job trying to get me to that point because I get after it a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, people say, Matt, if I could coach like that, I would. But if I did, I'd probably get fired. And it's just a different <laughs> thing here for me with well, the Central kids. And I've developed a relationship. We've been able to build and change the culture. And, yeah, I get a little bit little bit animated and get after them. But they know that we care. And the aha moment, I think, really happened at the Northwest game a week ago. Because we're playing over there, and they're pretty good. And I was on them, and they're like, Let's go. Let's go. We're going to do this. Let's get this together. Mm-hmm. And that came from Gavin Lehman and Luke Velosky. We're going to win this game. Let's go in the huddle. And I said, let's go. And that's kind of that. And, but I thought if we could do some certain things throughout December and January into the first part of February, could we get to where we want to get? And we want to win the district over at Niles this year. And, and Youngstown Liberty is the team tomorrow, and we're going to come out and play it quarter by quarter and get a W and then keep moving. See, that's a great thing for me, too, because you know what that is? That's trust. And when those kids trust you as your coach and they can relax, they're going to play for you. Kenny, I talk about this all the time. I don't care what the sport is. If a kid doesn't believe in a coach, they might quit on that coach. They may not give you their all. They may not want to quit. They might want to leave. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Coach, I mean, you you got to build build that trust factor with them. they got to understand. Yeah, I get a little animated, but I'm, I'm an old coach. I'm kind of, you know. A uh, totalitarian at times, and you know I'm not hitting kids, and I'm not going Woody Hayes on them or, or mm-hmm. Tom Izzo, but right. I have those moments, and sometimes I'll say, "You don't want me to go Izzo on you right now." They'll start laughing. <laughs> so. But that's what it is. I mean, they they really have responded. I, I have, you know, you got great kids, and, and, and when you have great kids and kids that really care about each other, and that's what we've had success at Central because kids care about their teammates and. When you care about the guy next to you on your right or left more than yourself, you got pretty good. You got a pretty good chance. No question about that, Coach. And Matt Kramer, our guest uh, in his 11th year Central winner over Tusla in their sectional opener. Uh, they take on Liberty uh, Friday and uh, a chance to advance uh, to the districts with a win there, uh, Coach. When you look at, at Liberty, what is it that they do that's going to be a challenge for you? Well, I think the first thing they're trying to find, they're trying to find what they can do against us. And, uh, you know, I've, I've prepared our kids for their press works, their zone, their man to man run and jump. And in, pre- in preparing for a team that does stuff to you, 
I think we get an understanding of what they're gonna what they're gonna be like. I mean, they're gonna try they're gonna try to get uh, Evan Bates or one one six three guard off uh, off the ball quick and get at up and down the floor and uh, kid Brayshawn Hicks can really drive and pull it up. They've only won four games and and I saw them early in December. You know, it always seems to happen to me. I go to scout Youngstown, uh, uh, the area. I go to scout Struthers because we're playing them. It's a Saturday afternoon. It's kind of cold, December 9th. They're playing a 2 o'clock game at Liberty, so I hustle over after practice. I'm watching Struthers, and I write things down. And then I said, well, let me let me get some stuff down on Liberty just in case. And here we are. We're playing them. They jumped. They took the bye above us. We're the 8th seed. They're the 48th seed. So we got to be prepared. They're going to come out and try to get the game quick in their favor, and we're going to combat that by uh, just catching and squaring and attacking the hole and using our strength with our big guys inside. Jonathan Stangle, 6'8", 310 pounds, get the ball inside. And this game's at home for you, right? You get the benefit of the doubt because you're the higher seed? Yeah, we're at home, and uh, you know that's what you work hard for. You, you look to get two seeds with how it's set up uh, at home for the sectional, so We'll see how we do. We're excited. I'm ready to play. I wish we played today. (laughs) It sounds like it. It sure does sound like it, Coach. And uh, uh, we're thrilled with what you've been able to do so far, and that schedule we think is going to pay dividends. That's why we said watch out. This is a district championship team, in our opinion, from everybody that I've talked to, from Bells to Denny and and what I've read in the paper and everything. So best of luck to you. I'm just curious, a little off the subject of this year's tournament, because you mentioned it a couple of times how some schools are two boys away from this division and two boys away from that division. So what do you think uh, uh, of the, uh, the the potential new ruling of going to uh, more divisions where you guys might drop down a division? Yeah, I, I'm all in favor for that. What they've done is they're taking the top 64 teams and making them D1, and the next 64 teams will be D2. And then they're going to add, actually, uh, to seven divisions. So we have four. They're going to add three. And they're going to take the next group and the next group and the next group, about 130, on average, 132 teams each division. So there'll be less people in division in our division. We're probably going to drop our calculation is to division six. And division seven would be the smallest. But, um, you know, they've done it in football. And – you know, winning a, winning a title at any division is a title, is a championship. Yep. And so I don't think it lessens it. All, all I know is if you had 400 or 420 kids and you're playing against in a Division One school that has, uh, you know, 1,600, that's kind of tough. Yeah. And, you know, that's what it is, how it was set up the old way. So I think there's a, an opportunity to, to have a, seven divisions and people are saying, well, there's going to be seven basketball champs. And I said, well, there's seven football champs. The, the only thing that they won't be able to do is have a final four, so to, so to speak. You can't have, you know, you can't have 28 teams down there in, right. at Dayton and play them in, in three days. So the state semifinal games, which will be pretty cool, will be regional games. So imagine two teams in Division Six from Northeast Ohio. Maybe we play at Kent State or we play at the Jar. Or better yet, nice. play at the field house. Keep it local. And that's like what it. that's their, their next the next turtle they gotta cross. Because seven division teams, all seven will be down there for a championship game on that weekend in Dayton next year on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 
Uh, that'll be great for you guys. So, Coach, there's no chance of you petitioning the OHSAA to move up to Division One if that rule passes? <laughs> no, I've been doing this a long time, Kenny, and this is the funny thing. Every time we go as a coaching fraternity, the Ohio High School Basketball Coaches Association, we would take an idea to Columbus and the district reps for, for, for us, the District 4 rep, and all the district reps in the state of Ohio, we were looking to – you know, create a change a rule or add something that made it better for our game. Every time we took something down there, football got another damn division. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, okay, now we're gonna we're gonna have a uh, even playing field where we have opportunities for. You know, there's been some schools, and I, Doug, you did a great job about four, three or four Mondays ago. I drove up to Streetsboro High School. They went around the state and explained what they were gonna do. And he said, do you know, there's, there's high school basketball teams in the state of Ohio who have never won a sectional title. And, you know, that's wow. kind of mind-blowing. I mean, you yeah. win two games. You used to get a little trophy as a sectional champ back in the 70s and, and then and, and now. But there's teams in, the, in this uh, in the state of Ohio, Ohio high school basketball, they've never, won two, they've never won a sectional title. And when they put the divisions in for seven, there may be just a couple teams that may not even you go right to the district because of alignment or whatever. So it's it's a better playing field. It's it's level. Yeah, everybody gets a trophy, that type of attitude. No, I think it's going to be better basketball, and people are going to really rally behind their team. And it's it's fun. It's going to be a fun time. Yeah, that's for the future, and we'll look forward to that. But uh, the present is central, uh, advancing uh, to play Youngstown Liberty, and that game will take place tomorrow night, 7 o'clock at Central. Coach, thanks for making time for us. Best of luck tomorrow, and we look forward to chatting with you, hopefully uh, a long time here during this tournament, all right? That'd be great, just like last year. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, to Kenny and JT, tinkling the infield. Go green, let's go. <laughs> all right, all right you thanks, guys. Coach. Hey, thanks a lot.